we're recording. Why? Well, I don't know. I can't see the screen. We're recording. So you, you can't tell me don't say anything interesting until I'm recording, and I don't know when you're recording. It's not fair. It's the, it's the best opening to an episode ever. That was perfect. Oh, well that done. was That's note good. perfect. Thank you. Uh, I wrote what? that weeks ago. <laughs> Do you know the thing is, I think that Between Two Ferns would probably be less funny mm. if both of the people were Zach Galifianakis. I think maybe. If one of them was a tall Zach Galifianakis. Maybe if the two ferns were like Fern Cotton and Fern Britain. Yeah. Prob- I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, any other double act, you can normally see, like the two Ronnies, you're clearly the more witty. My, my, um, my, par- my, my in-laws, their dog's called Fern. Yeah. So you could have a golden retriever there. Yeah, that'd be three ferns, though, yeah. if Fern Cotton... Well, no, you could have it between two ferns, and then the interview could be with Fern the dog. So, um, uh, yeah, most double acts, it's mm. really clear. Yeah. Like, most of the ones we like, yeah. it's really clear which of us is which. Mm. Like, because you're obviously the wittier, funnier one. Oh, you're the straight man, yeah, but that's shadow of a doubt. And the straight man is quite often the short one. Yeah. Um, so, Eric and Ernie, you're clearly Eric Morecambe, I'm clearly Ernie Wise. Way hey. Yep. The Ronnies, we were even doing the, the two Ronnies. I'm four definitely, candles? I'm definitely, candles, handles for forks. Four candles? Yeah. Yes, that. So, and we're definitely. I said I'd, I'd like to do it, I'd like to do a Seinfeld shrug with that. Yeah, no, I mean, that would work. Mix it up. You and Seinfeld, mm. you love Seinfeld. But then it gets a bit more complicated when you've got someone like Adam Adam and Joe, because I'm clearly, like, a more angry, compact, beardy person mm. than you. So I'm a bit more of a... But if we were to... They're too, unusual, though, because they're kind of both funny. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so that's not really like us. No, not at all. And, uh, but if we were two Zach Galifianakis's, nice. you were a tall one and I was a little one, we are both a bit awkward. And, cor- and corpulent. I'm definitely corpulent. Yeah, me too. I'm corpulent. You're less corpulent. And a bit, well, yeah, and a bit weird. We're both a bit weird and awkward. I don't, I, my therapist was telling me uh, only 20 minutes ago <laughs> that I'm definitely not weird, Nick. I, isn't that kind of their job, though? She's no longer my therapist. I'm gutted. Did you fire her? No, it's my last. She only gets six free on the NHS. Oh man! And she only does NHS clients, so I've got to go and find someone else to tell all my troubles to. That is useless. That's not good. That isn't no, right. It's been, well, no, it's been very rewarding, but unfortunately, it got rewarding like last week, and now it's finished. So you're just getting into it. Do you think maybe that's always the case? Like you had that penultimate. Um, you kind of thought, right? Well, this is the penultimate one. Got to get serious. Yeah, and then the final episode was really disappointing. We so all the action happened in in episode five, and then episode six was just a bit of a letdown, really. I think we were talking about this. Um, I thought she was in a different dimension, but apparently she <laughs> she'd been dead all along. I uh, I think we were talking about this off mic at some point. I was getting really perplexed because I was trying to work out if there was any structure to. I don't know if you want to talk about this. Yeah, I've I've, I've just finished my yeah. sixth um psychodynamic it's called therapy session um that i was prescribed by um i don't know if you've heard of it it's an organization called the nhs nurse that's it yeah um stands for, for 
National Health Nas- Society. National Hurty System. Oh, okay. And um, naughty health squirrels. No. Nightly hearth shoveler. <laughs> Numpty, humpty, some something. <laughs> nice Harold mm, sausage. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, this is too much fun. Yeah. Um, no. a, a better podcast would be coming yeah. up with uh, acronyms that actually made some sort of sense, but no, not us. No. Nigerian health suicide. <sighs> Nigerian huckster spam. Yeah, Nigerian huckster spam. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, that was I. I came up with that. Oh damn! Off the top of my head, I know you should let you see. You kept that one. You didn't when we were writing this yesterday. <laughs> I know. I wanted to get your uh, raw, unvarnished reaction. Anyway, I feel like you're about to open up, and and I got uncomfortable, oh, I'm, so I I'm talked not gonna, over I'm, it. I'm not going to now. Go on. So, so psychodynamic. I, last last therapy session, which we both agreed was the right course for me. When you um, when I say you, I mean me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to. I was kind of ref, kind of referred to this um, mental health service that um, operates in our area. It's called Steps to Wellbeing in um, in in Southampton, and you, you phone up for a phone. I phoned up for a phone assessment, and they go through what's been causing you the issues and so forth, which is really really difficult. And actually, of the whole process, the hardest bit was phone, picking up the phone for the first time. And then talking on the phone to a complete stranger um, about for about thirty to forty minutes about um, the issues that are troubling you and and what you what sort of route you want to take. And I, I always knew that I probably needed to have um, some good old fashioned Freudian style analysis because I know a lot of the issues I've got are, are stuff that I've I've compartmentalised incorrectly over the years and um, kind of needed to work out. Why I am? Why do I have the the anxieties I have? Why do I have the issues I have? So uh, I got through that, and we agreed that cognitive behaviour therapy probably wasn't for me. My great fear with um, CBT is it is shortened to. My great fear with CBT was because I've spent so much of my life compartmentalising, and it's made me increasingly neurotic over the years. That actually um, doing a form of therapy that was all about coping strategies would just increase the likelihood of me continuing to to continue down this this path of of, of behaviour that that is doesn't do my health any good. Frankly, you don't need more scaffolding. No, and and it was actually tonight today because it was my last session. I spoke to my therapist about it, and she very much agreed that I'd taken the right choice. It was nice to have that validation actually that I'd done the right thing. So I'd had to um, at work. Um, I'd been through um, the occupational health therapy service, and um, I actually had a conversation where I kind of complained about the the person I'd seen in occupational health because all they seem to want to do is throw phone numbers at you to do mostly cbt and and i kept saying no i i've i've discussed with my gp a course of action and and they were very dismissive about the gp mm. at, without actually knowing who my gp is um so actually i had to stand quite firm in terms of the the, the process i went i went through because it, it takes a long time before because there's only a certain number of counselors available through the service they get very busy so there's a long wait. I had to wait two months before my first um, counselling session, which is, you know, that that's over two months after I had, in inverted commas, my crisis. Mm. So 
it's a long old wait. Um, it, it, it's not it's not a quick process by any stretch of the imagination. So now I've finished that and, and I've I've have found it very cathartic and it has started me down the road of thinking about things in a slightly different way. Um, but I'm not done. I'm not cured after six sessions. And in fact, I feel like I've only just started. Yeah. And I've probably got a year, two years, maybe longer of this working through stuff. But it, it's, it's been very good. It's very sort of free-flowing and um, useful to me in so much as um, my mind does wander off on tangents. And the therapist has always followed me down that road and then offers me suggestions in terms of, well, if you felt like that, how do you relate it to that? But only she, she did it in a much subtler way than that. It's because she doesn't have to put it out as a podcast later. Yeah, that's true enough. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been really good, but it's really hard. The first step's definitely the hardest, and I kind of feel like, in a way, I'm almost back into that first square where I've now been given um, options in terms of continuing it, but they're paid. Mm -hmm. um, the cheapest of which is £45 for the initial therapy session and then potentially £40 thereafter. So we then get into the realms of, well, can I actually afford to do the things that I feel I need to do to look after myself? And it's where actually um, I think I'll probably be okay. We'll probably be able to cover it somehow and that there are options. But it's got me into a mode of thinking how ridiculously unfair that is in terms of, you know, if your crisis is bad enough and that's what you need, then it may affect your employment or your depression may have affected your employment previously. The whole system seems to exclude people that potentially could need it the most. Oh, I mean... Which I find very frustrating. It's, I find it really weird mm. uh, that we have health service at all. It's mm. great. Yeah. But I find it really weird what's excluded from it. Yeah. And the fact that teeth and eyes mm. are things where you're kind of on your own. Yeah. Vision and vision and teeth. And, and hearing these days as well, really. Is that really? Kinda, yeah. That's incredible to me. And, Sorry. <laughs> and and mental health and I I mean I don't I don't think anyone's ever tried to make this point using those three specific examples. Because <laughs> mental health is such a huge thing. But it, it is it is weird what's excluded, because those are all things those are all things that are they're not superficial. Well I'm I'm kinda surprised that the NHS treats brain cancer. Because it seems to be anything that happens on your head mm. is your own problem. Like yeah. all right, they do skin cancer, they do brain cancer and throat cancer. But they only do the cancers. Anything else that's wrong with your head... You're on your own. They're not interested, really. Yeah, I, I don't really understand what that is, mm. why that is. Um, can you just explain, because I don't think I'm, I entirely understand, okay. that, the, what, is psycho, what does psychodynamic mean? Okay, so it's a kind of a, a Jungian-Freudian right. analysis <laughs> where you, essentially you talk through um, the issues that... The, the way my, my therapist... Um, what was she would ask me what had been on my mind that week mm -hmm. and that would start the discourse um, and then she'd ask me to relate it back to things that had happened previously so um, there are issues that, that happened in my childhood that I sort of carry with me and through into adulthood so she you know she takes a, a source of anxiety maybe um, 
uh, issues around maybe I feel like I feel too much emotion about something. Uh, and, and where does that draw back to? What are the events in your life that have led you to, to feel this way? And then you go back and you explore the relationship mm-hmm. um, between them. But it's very, it's very subtle. It's very, so it's lots of, sure, allow me to talk for a period of time. That'd be, you say you, know, you feel in such and such a way. So, you know, today she was saying, um, I'll, I'll share some of the mm-hmm. discussion I had today is Scarlett's been sick with flu for the last two days. So um, obviously I'm not at home, so I've been looking after her. And she has been quite, not quite poorly. Not at work, yeah. I'm not at work. She's not at school. But both of you are at home. Both of us at home. So I think we firmly established that now. Yeah, sorry you said, I'm I, not at home. But you are, that's where you are. That's no, where I'm, you really, are. I'm really not at home, mate. I mean, right now you're not at home. Mm. Start a new medication, I'll, I'll talk about that later. If you were in a Hollywood film... Mm. Uh, this would happen, but I don't know if it happens in real life. Does it? Does Nicola ever look at you while you're at the dinner table or while you're sitting mm. watching a film and, and say to you, James, mm. where where are you now? No, because you're not here. Where are you? No, she asked me. Not in so many words. Oh, okay. So what the fuck is going on with you? No, she's lovely. She never says she, that. Yeah, so. no, I imagine she's no. She, no, I don't imagine she is. She's yeah. lovely. No, you've met her. You need to. If we were in Hollywood films, it'd be easier. Someone would say to us at some point, where are you? Because you're not here right The thing now. is, though, with my neuroses, if I was in a Hollywood film, I'd be either be in New York or Los Angeles, so I'd be somewhere better than Southampton. You'd already be seeing a therapist. So that would cheer me up. And would have been for, like, your entire life. Yeah, um, since I was about 16, I yeah. expect, well, actually, no, my parents, if we lived in L.A., my parents should have, have had me in therapy from about the age of 11, to be honest with you. I call it hell A. Really? Yeah, so anyway, uh, Scarlett was sick. So I've been looking after her, and one of the things I was uh, I was talking about is my concern that sometimes I get very... Um, there are times when I can't handle being interrupted from what I'm doing, or I, I just have days where I need to be on my own and I need to focus on something to get through the day. And so at the moment, um, I've sort of taken up making... I think I've mentioned it before on here. I've taken up making kit models... On um, since I've, I've become depressed and it, or been off with my depression, I should say, and and I found it really therapeutic. It sort of allows me to sort of focus on something. It takes time. I have to do it slowly because otherwise you make mistakes. So it it, it really makes me slow down and focus on one thing, which. Um, well, I've been suffering depression is really difficult to get fidgety. And people who, who come around to my house and know oh, I'm not very good at sitting down for, for any length of time. I've got to go and fuss about doing something. I'm usually washing up or whatever. So I'll find something to do or people around. Um, so this forces me to, to focus. So I made a Battlestar Galactica the other day, which I'm very I, pleased with. I just wanted to check because you said kit models and mm. I was like, I wanted to clarify, you don't mean just... Several models at different of, scales of, of Knight Rider's Knight Rider's no, car. No, okay, right. tell, no. I don't. I don't really want to make that. It's quite a boring. It is. It's just a Trans Am with a it little Cylon light in the paint, front. It's painted black. It's going to look bollocks. Yeah. Um, so I made a Battlestar Galactica the other day, which I'm very pleased with. It's, it's lovely. Very nicely. So um, we went and bought a um, uh, Battlestar Galactica Viper, the 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 Mark II Viper. That's the one from the new series. It's the one from the new series, but looks like the ones from the old series. So it's the ones right. that they fly. Because obviously in Battlestar Galactica, the, the new Vipers, the Mark Eight, I think, mm-hmm. didn't work because they're all connected by Wi-Fi or something. Yeah, yeah, it was Wi-Fi as evil. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. 
So, uh, and I've also, uh, this week, I bought myself uh, a soldering kit and some LED lights and stuff. And I thought, right, I'm going to customise this. Just to, to mm. clarify for one of one very specific yeah. ones of our listeners, he said soldering kit yeah. is not like a, a uniform and a fake gun that he's going to wear to conventions or no, anything like that. Not a soldering kit. Soldering. So uh, already, and I've got a burn on my little finger. Um, from the first day I had the soldering iron, I managed to touch it with my little finger. An American would say soldering. Yeah. Which is I, weird. Yeah, it's far too hot for that. Yeah. Um, so I've customised the model, and I've taken off... They've got, like, at the end of each wing tip, they've got a light. So there's two little red LEDs at the end of each wing tip, and I've managed to insert a white LED into the base of the cockpit. So when it's attached to the light, the cockpit lights up. So I'm, I'm pleased with that. I've, so I've gone... I really hope no one's just literally like fast forwarded two minutes to that bit. What? He's he's I've lit talk- up the cockpit. He's not he's not he's in he's talking about a model mm. spaceship. He hasn't mm. inserted a thing up into a, his no. cock no. No, I haven't no I wouldn't. I'm really squeamish about that. I've often said I'd rather die than be catastrophized. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit melodramatic. But I mean Yeah, but yeah. I'm squeamish. Um so and I was working on that today. I've got to the point where it's all, all wired up and I'm starting assembly now. Um, so it's quite intricate and I have to be quite careful what I'm doing. I've had to make some customizations, so I've got to think about what I'm doing. But Scarlett was basically calling my name every five minutes because she's holed up in bed watching the TV because that's all she wants to do at the moment because she's got no energy. And calling I, your name? Yeah, Daddy. All right, OK. So... um and I and I get I get frustrated on days today. All I wanted to do was focus on on making that. And even though Scarlett was home, I kept finding myself sitting down and painting a bit and putting stuff together. And we were talking about we were talking about that in therapy. And so I was then explaining to it and uh, it to her. And then basically she sort of deconstruct that a little bit. So then she says, "Well, you know, so you're on this on this track, you know." You know, do you think that's normal for X, Y, and Z? Or and then she starts sort of asking me to think about how other people feel about similar situations, and then we tied it back into um, maybe my upbringing, being an only child, um, having to make time for myself, and, and so on and so forth. And then the conversation kind of expands from there. I also talked about my fears about Scarlett being an only child, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So yeah, it's a bit like that. It's it's more it's. It doesn't focus tightly on something. It's allowed to flow and evolve. Um, and I, I guess her skill is remembering the salient points and being able to put those salient points back into the conversation when she sees a connection between one piece of behaviour I'm talking about, maybe another. And I found she was very good at that. The correct answer to, I mean, in case... <clears throat> Because I'm guessing she doesn't grade you on when she asks you a question. She doesn't say, no, that's the wrong answer. Uh, no, funny enough, they don't say whether you're right or wrong. But the correct answer to how do other people feel about that, mm. about that sort of thing, is, uh, yeah, other people find it really frustrating as well. Yeah, I, I think... It's just that that, that we, we cram it down mm. and make it just yeah. this tiny little pit of resentment. No, absolutely. And I, that's one of the things that, that's coming out of of the therapy is, you know, I was talking about anger and she was she was saying to me, well, how do you think people normally feel when they're debating something? And, you know, how do you, how do you think the people on Question Time are feeling when they're talking to each other? And I said, oh, well, I don't watch Question Time because it makes me too angry. <laughs> uh, was the answer, 
probably they probably feel no, the answer was B, uh, a boiled cat. What? I know. I didn't get it either, but apparently. That was. Did she ever ask you, uh, like you're walking across the desert and you see a, a turtle and it's on its back? Mm-hmm. And and do you what do you do? Do you look at it? It's Wait like for it to die and fuck it. <laughs> so presumably there wasn't. It wasn't a multiple choice question. Or was that one of the choices? It was one of the. No, that was one of the questions. That's why I've got a ready-made answer. <laughs> <clears throat> um, she was really insistent. I continue therapy. It was odd. <laughs> The I do. We had one of our rare uh, com- offline, like, like off podcast conversations. Tried a- about this the other yeah. day. Uh, well, about a bunch of things, but this was one of the things. And um, yeah, I was kind of baffled by. I-, I kept asking the question, and I think the frustration I was finding is I don't think there was actually an answer of because I knew it was your penultimate, mm-hmm. your penultimate session and your last session. And uh, and I knew you and the the counsellor were both aware that mm. it was going to be your last session, and I was just like, "Well, so is there any structure to that? Does she at the end of it like? I know she can't say, oh, 'Oh, you're better now,' or anything like that. But but was it any different from your other sessions? Did she give you any exercises or something, or is the assumption just that you're going to carry on? Uh, it w- it went on for five minutes longer. Because right. you have 50-minute hours. Yeah. You know, it's like the same as when you pay for it. Or like trailers. Yeah. Like when you, you, you download something. I mean, you watch something on Netflix mm. and it's an hour-long show, yeah. but it's only 50 47 minutes. minutes. 47, yeah, because of the adverts. Really got into Breaking Bad now. I've gone down the Breaking Bad hole now. Oh, well, I it's guess good. I'll good. Get, get into that hole once you're out of it. Yeah, it's, it's good fun. Um, we started watching NCIS. I... There's, there's got to be a billion of those, right? Yeah, I mean, it'll keep us busy. Forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're also... Uh, we we decided at the beginning of the week, um, just a quick aside, we will get back to yeah. your stuff. Um, More depression after these uh, words. Amy and I decided on Saturday, and this is how uh, two people who know each other so well mm. and are so uh, simpatico, I believe mm. the Americans say, uh, in some ways can... So that sounds like an Italian word. Yeah, that's where Italians are from, is America. Oh, um, of course. And uh, the I've seen films. Hey, is that meat the bowl of pasta? Um, so, so uh, yeah, we decided on Saturday that we were going to watch. Amy said, you know what I quite fancy watching? I guess Simpatico. I guess we'd been talking to a, a friend of ours about them, and um, she said, I, I, I fancy watching all of the Saw movies again. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, let's do a marathon of it this week. We'll, we'll watch all of them. There's like, I think there's about seven. Let's watch them. And uh, she was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So we watched the first one on Sunday. Mm. We had told our friend who is a bit squeamish, oh, don't worry, it's just a locked room. Like, literally, the, the films have a bad reputation, but the first one, it's just these two guys in a room and they're trying to work out. We'd forgotten like the, all uh, of the other... Like Annie's pen, that... that, um, that- Episode of Community. Yeah, like, like a, uh, uh, there, there's a, uh, a word for them, episode in a bottle. Yeah, bottle like, Or a locked room mystery or something yeah, like that. Episode. And we, um, so we described it as that. We said it's just, it's not graphic at all, the first one. Mm. There's lots of suggestion, but it's not that bad. Uh, because we'd completely forgotten the film and forgotten that there's all sorts of framing around it. So we were like, we thought we'd be easing our way into this. And that first one's quite creepy. Uh, and then we watched the second one last night. And, uh, and then, we got to the end of it and 
we said, so I'm doing the podcast tomorrow. Amy's going to be out on Wednesday, on Thursday night or something. It's It's become apparent that for me, and this is getting into my mental health issues a little bit, I think, it's just, we talked about a marathon. We started talking about it on Saturday, yeah, and yeah. there are seven films. Yeah. I just assumed we were going to be watching them one a night for the next seven nights. Apparently, that's not necessarily <laughs> what Amy meant at Fair all. Enough. And it's like, and now I understand that like we have other things to do. It's mm. going to be silly. We can't watch two in one night. There, we, there isn't enough time. But it's itching at me. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually yeah. bothering me. No, it would me too. Because it was perfect symmetry. We had a deal. And it, and it makes perfect sense. There mm. were seven of them. Yeah. It isn't the Final Destination you series. You signed a contract <laughs> when you watched that first one. We signed a contract with the universe. and But anyway, so, okay. So, uh, dyna- uh, what was it called? Um, mind s- it's, it's psychodynamic psychodynamic basically therapy, means yeah. talky cure yeah essentially yeah. the thing you said about the phone call yes being the hardest part the assessment yeah easily um, I a couple of years ago it was actually you might remember but it was before we started these, these podcasts mm-hmm. um, and I was having a particularly weird time I think at work or something mm-hmm. and I wasn't scared Although the timing obviously raised alarm bells with the HR lady I talked mm-hmm. to on a friend's advice. That was a bad idea. Yeah. Maybe their HR person was more useful than my HR person. HR's rarely the right route to go when you're having trouble at work because obviously they're there to protect the organisation <laughs> and not you. Well, yeah. I, my, my issue wasn't – I think what it was was I was I, I was feeling a little bit strung out. It was January. Noah was due in July. Um, so I knew I was going to become a father, but I've never been nervous about that. There's never been a point where I was worried about that. It's what I wanted. Mm. Um, I, I didn't have any sort of social life, so I wasn't mm. worried about my life changing like hugely. Yeah. But I was starting to, for various other reasons, I was f- feeling very anxious about who I am. Okay. And that happens every few years most of the time i'm arrogant enough to think all of this anxiety and stress i'm feeling it's because the world's full of assholes it's not my fault but i was having this i was going through this period where i thought well i mean usually i know it passes but in this particular case i thought it's maybe better if i get this sorted i don't think i'm going to be a bad dad it in terms of taking any of this out on noah but at the same time, it's probably better if I'm mentally healthy around him, a bit more mentally healthy around him. So I started, um, I started thinking about counselling because that's always seemed like the better bet for mm-hmm. me. Um, and it was very important to me to talk to someone. For me, it's very much about talking to someone who doesn't know me, doesn't have an impact on my day-to-day life. Yeah. And kind of isn't supposed to judge Mm -hmm. i don't have really dark secrets or anything Mm -hmm. but it's kind of i can talk to amy about so many things but it's like you were saying about scarlet about you understood it was all you that was getting frustrated Mm -hmm. but at the same time I, i know that there are things that frustrate me that amy does that isn't her fault it's entirely about me but if i talk to her about those we're immediately in 
this conversation where I'm trying to say, look, this is this fucked up thing that I do. And she's like, well, I didn't realize that bothered you. Do you know what I mean? And, it's, and then suddenly you're in a conversation about that. So it's kind of, and I find that even in conversations with you and I, we can talk about pretty much anything. Yeah, yeah. But the second it gets too close to home, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how objective I'm trying to be, it suddenly gets complicated because yeah, it can't help but get yeah. complicated so part of me wanted to just just be able to get some stuff out of my system with mm-hmm. and and so the first thing i did was i talked to some friends and one friend suggested that um because i was like but i mean the nhs i knew it takes ages and i knew that the desire would go like and they do put gateways there to kind of filter you out yeah as well i mean it's <laughs> I wouldn't say that my experience was they actively discourage you, but they kind of feel like they actively discourage yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, I, I I could definitely do with being healthier in this area, mm-hmm. but I'm not an emergency case. Mm-hmm. And even if I was an emergency case, I kind of knew that it would take at least a couple mm-hmm. of months because I kind of knew that. Yeah. I knew that from trying to get help for an ex-girlfriend uh, mm-hmm. long, like a while ago. Um. And I don't think that's got any, well, it had, obviously hasn't got any better. So I knew that I wouldn't want to do it in a couple of, like, I know my staying power on self-improvement and mm-hmm. it doesn't last that long. It yeah. was either I do it now or it's not going to. Yeah. And so I knew I was probably going to have to be paying. And Amy and I talked a lot about it and we were like, well, it's not a small amount of money, but it's, we could afford it. We'd have to shuffle things around a bit, but it was important. And I was quite surprised because Amy doesn't, at one level, doesn't really get a lot of this stuff. She doesn't, um, she doesn't necessarily relate to it, but she was very much, well, yeah, I mean, she was kind of, I was worrying about the money and she was like, well, no, if we need to do it, we need mm. to do it. Um, and so I asked, uh, I, I talked to friends and one friend suggested, uh, that, hey, cause I was like, well, you go on the internet and there's just loads of, um, there's too many choices. Mm-hmm. And so they suggested, well, your HR department, your HR, they might, they would have a list. They will probably have a list. Actually, of, a, a good workplace should have, yeah. a, a, somewhere that they recommend. But no workplace seems to be a good workplace anymore. I don't, I don't know. Cause I, I, I did talk to, and I put in so many caveats when I got in touch with my HR mm-hmm. department. I said, look, this isn't about work. Mm-hmm. This isn't about stress. I'm on top of this. I, I know this, this is just me trying to take, be proactive mm-hmm. about stuff. Cause I just need to talk to someone. And I was very clear. This is, I just want to know if you've got recommendations. Can I, can I just say actually probably, if anyone else is thinking about going down that route, um, if you're in a, an organisation that has one, your occupational health service yeah. is probably the, the more appropriate route to take if you want to go via work. And they, they should have access to those sort of services, even if you do have to pay for them. Yeah, uh, trying to identify, certainly at that point, and I think it's an ongoing process, trying to identify who to contact about occupational health at my employer mm. is a little bit funky. Yeah, that's bollocks then, isn't it really? It's... Yeah, and I think they've I think they've taken the steps to outsource all of that stuff. Wow. So I I mean I don't I don't know to be honest. I was talking to someone about it today for <coughs> different reasons. Um and uh so I I went to such great pains 
to make it clear that I just, I, I knew what I wanted. I made it clear what I wanted. And I said, look, I know that this will raise alarm bells. It doesn't need to. Mm. It's nothing to do with work. I just, I just would yeah. like to talk to someone. I'm like a grown up. I didn't say this. All right, I this told, would have I, raised alarm bells. I told myself that work wasn't part of my problem as well when I, uh, well, I mean, no, I, I, no, it's fine. I talk myself into that too, Nick. It's fine. No, the thing is, I know that work is a huge part of my problems. Oh, okay. But I also knew that it's a HR person's job for their ears to prick up when you say something like that. Um, and I knew that nothing was going to change in, in that situation. So I just needed to like, uh, so anyway, um, I said all this. I said, I don't need to talk to anyone here. I just, if you've got this resource that someone suggested you might have, mm. please. And she said, oh, uh, I think this would be something. I got an email back saying, oh, I think this would be something. It's easier if we have a meeting. And I was like, okay. I sent an email back. Are you sure? I mean, if you want to, then fine. But I really do just need a list mm -hmm. of resources. And so I ended up in this meeting with this very well-meaning lady. We still say hello in the corridor. She's very nice. She asks me about uh, my son and stuff. Um, who spent about half an hour telling me about all of these exercise programs and stuff we do around the universe. Brilliant. And, and stuff like that. Lots of, lots of mm. different, maybe, maybe it's just all this stuff about coping with stress. Mm -hmm. Because people don't fucking listen. Uh, that, that was exactly my experience going through my work's occupational health is although there were, were services, the, the the person the, the basically the retired doctor that um I was which is what he was mm -hmm. um just wanted to give me leaflets mm -hmm. and discount the decisions that I had made um with my GP and my GP has been amazingly supportive gives me 15 20 minutes if I need it mm -hmm. you know not just a general five minutes so yeah, it sounds kind of Maybe the experience is universal if you try and deal with this stuff for your workplace is actually because they want to, you know, there is a, uh, a policy, there will be a policy and a process they have to follow to fulfill that policy. But actually, I don't think it works very well for people who are having mental health issues at all. Well, yeah. Because you I can't mean... pin it down to a, every, every case is, you know, one person might come into your, um, into your office who needs CBT. The next person might need to just exercise a little and, you know, walk the dog, mm -hmm. and that might do it. Next person might need um, talking therapy. The next person might need inpatient care. Yeah. But the policy fits all, so you just chuck a leaflet and then leave them to the hands of, uh, frankly, it's not brilliant. Mm. There's not, not a very good mental health framework out there for... If you to fall into, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, basically um, my therapist has handed me uh, three different services that she's kind of had to print off from websites. And that's all it yeah. is, it's screen dumps. She's handed me a load of screen dumps, one of which was hilarious because um, there was only a small piece of text at the bottom of each page that changes. It's going to be like four pages that are essentially the same, but for a small text box at the bottom. Oh, my goodness. I thought, oh, do you want me to teach you some basic some basic skills? Yeah, yeah, digital literacies, that's yeah. my job, kind of. Um, I mean, this was the thing. I think you're right that there's a level of policy, people being scared of what their responsibilities mm. are. But in this case... She actually can't, they can't, they expose themselves and the employer, mm. in this particular case, they expose themselves and the employer to potentially much bigger problems because if I had genuine problems mm. 
And I went to someone in HR and instead mm. of funneling me to the appropriate services, mm. they tried to help me. Yeah. And it turned out that maybe I didn't just need to go to some mm -hmm. fucking exercise or glee club thing that's going yeah. at work. Then um But actually I think that speaks to a that speaks to a bigger problem. Yeah. Because they probably wouldn't get in trouble because they follow the policy. Yeah. The policies don't work very well, but then there isn't a network and okay UK do a lot of okay UK. Okay UK. Wash my mouth out with soap and water. They're a private NHS provider. I'm gonna Strike that from the record. You're not please. at work now. It's okay. No, but oh, private sector NHS providers. How I hate thee. Mind. Mind. I know. Mind. I know. I know. Have a have a network of outreach. It seems like the YMCA possibly does as well. And actually, that that looks like the option of the three she gave me. And one of them is the YMCA. Is it still counseling sessions? Is it still just the same four guys running that organisation? Oh uh, no, five. There were five. Oh, five. The same could, five guys. Because you have the the Native American. We had this conversation the other day. I was very disgusted. Nick and I were in a – I'd be interested to know what people think. Um, we were in a uh, well-known coffee shop chain. Starbucks. Last week, didn't we? Because I yeah. actually felt like going out. I, I, my pills had kicked in. I'm on a new um, new antidepressant that um, also has a sedative effect. So I take them at night. knocks me out. makes me go to sleep. But, um, but also, I think, has made me feel – Made me feel better. I certainly feel a hell of a lot less anxious. So I went out. But uh, actually, they were great. The first night, I thought to myself, or the morning after the, the first night, I thought, this is all my dreams come true. All I ever, all I ever really wanted from um, my doctor was um, an antidepressant that also made me feel like I was um, so stoned I could barely see straight. Okay. And um, the first day I took the pill, all of the next day, I felt like I was so stoned I could hardly see straight. It was, um, uh, had it not been so alarming, it would have been awesome. You were you were all over the place. It was quite cheery. Was Having said that, we were in a window seat, so I'm not yeah. really surprised. I was much better by the time you met me. Mm. If you'd met me the day before, you'd have probably thought I was stoned, I suspect. So Native American? Um, so, yeah, Native American. And this lad had a um, Washington Redskins hat on and oh yeah we were talking there's about a lot of there's a lot of controversy in the states about them keeping that name but i just think you know a white middle class kid in the uk wearing new york giants hat you know you've got no affiliation with the team don't wear the the only racist one it's you know there's what 25 20 odd teams to choose from don't choose the racist one you silly man so native american native american uh plumber uh -huh. um uh builder uh-huh haberdasher uh-huh. And a fishmonger. And the police guy. That's six, isn't it? Yeah. There's six of them. I don't know. I think I was I think I had cancelled out the Native American guy. I think I was uh He's uh, the one that sticks in apart from memory that, oh, wise, the there biker was a erasure going on there. I don't okay, so but is it still the same five people who do the YMC? Yeah, it's still them. And like to access the cheaper services you have to do the dance. Oh, okay, well that's fair. Yeah, uh, it's probably a decent sort of self-assessment thing. But it's quite nice. We were talking tall as well. We were talking through the options, and I sort of didn't really know which one to go to. And she said, "Young man, it's a place you can go." <laughs> she said, "Young man," <laughs> I can't remember the rest of the lyrics. <laughs> oh, I did a test the other day. Apparently, I'm mm. about thirty-five percent psychopath. 
All right, what was that lot on BuzzFeed, was it, or something? Maybe, I don't know. It was I, BuzzFeed, I, I, I specifically did a search. Do, uh, to, uh, to uh, give uh, an insight into my brain that nobody really needs and would probably just everyone would assume anyway. Um, there were two people on a Facebook group uh, just made a passing comment as part of a bigger conversation about uh, one of them said, oh, Batman's a psychopath, he does such and such. And the other one said, no, Batman's a sociopath. And I was like, neither of those sound right diagnostically. Mm. I'm going to go find out online. Mm. So I actually did. Oh, no. No, that isn't me. I did a test answering as Batman. Oh, well done. Yeah, uh, and then Batman's only about 35% psychopath, which means he's hardly psychopath at all. Like, that's not even on the... There's got to be some other paths. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, all about consequences and stuff. Osteopath? Yeah, I think he's an osteopath. He's about 15% uh, osteopath. Well, it could be said that uh, uh, Bane was 100% (laughs) osteopath. osteopath. Yes, he was. (laughs) I think we're doing really well with the wordplay. Yeah, good comic book uh, humour there as well. So anyway, so uh, so that was useless. The HR people were useless. Mm. Um, I mean, well-meaning, but useless. And so I uh, went, I went online, and, and we were looking at directories of local mm. people. And I got, I, I got very stressed out uh, by because so many of them are also also do aromatherapy and stuff like that as yeah. well and i was like no i don't i wanted a female counselor yeah because i i guess i i know that they i know that they probably wouldn't but i kind of had it in my head that i don't get on with male authority figures and Me so too. i'd feel yeah. i I'd, I'd feel like even if they were very nice i'd feel mm-hmm. like they were being um and so i um which is interesting because my dad's like way more uh, like nice and and um, supportive and stuff than my mum. But um, I think this is like my dad's thing, I think. And so, Nick, so when you think about your dad yeah. and uh, him being nice, uh, how does that make you feel in your tummy? It, it, I... I, 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 I'm not. I'm not really sure about the answer to that, but definitely his beard. I've really been enjoying his beard. No, recently. I'm sorry, Nick. That's the wrong answer. <laughs> uh, and I kind of want to. I like how my beard makes me feel like it might feel to have his beard, which show, is very weird. Show me on this picture where which part of your beard he touched you on. <laughs> All of it, really. Um, my dad never got to see my beard, Nick. Oh, I'm sorry, James. <laughs> That's not funny. I don't. He'd that's have, a nervous laugh. I'm sorry. He'd have been so proud. He was a beard beard wearer uh, all of his uh, facial hair growing life, and all of his too short life. Well, it was, frankly. Um, um, although I've talked to my mum too long, so you know his opinions differ. So, <laughs> so anyway, so I and I found I found two or three names that uh, I found two or three names that didn't. But didn't but I didn't think seemed too hippie-ish or or, mm. or weird because I I I didn't want anyone that I I was worried that if it was someone too flaky I, mm. I I don't know how you gauge this but I needed to be able to respect them and I don't, I don't know how you work this out from and that's the problem is we're not rich no if I went into so, if I went into a room and she'd been playing whale song. And had aromatherapy candles. I'd have turned on my heel and walked out. Yeah, because I'm not being funny. I, I've been smoking dope for years, and if if hippie bullshit made you feel better, I'd be like the most mentally healthy man in the fucking yeah. universe. Um. So you've got, 
And I guess this is the thing. If you're paying, uh, you keep hearing, well, you know, you, it, it can take a while to find your therapist and uh, mm. it, you have to trust them and stuff like that. And we were going to be paying. And so in my head, I was thinking, well, I can't, I mean, if it takes two sessions to work out or one session even to work out, how I can't go through that process mm -hmm. three times. We can't afford it. So that there was that. And in the end, I ended up sending emails to a couple of people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think maybe two or three people. And that was really difficult. Writing the email was really difficult. I felt like I was already causing problems because I was already putting mm. in loads of caveats about, um, I'm, I have concerns about how, like, how much I trust the process and, you know, and I was, and, and I was, I was doing the thing that I did in the, in the previous email to the HR person where I was like, look, there isn't anything yeah. pressing, but I, I feel I need to talk to someone and sort this mm -hmm. stuff out. And I got a reply, and that was uh, from a couple of them. I think one of them didn't even reply. And I got a reply from a couple of them. And then suddenly I – and writing the email was really difficult. Like you said, sending – like making mm -hmm. the first phone call was really difficult. And then suddenly I started getting really stressed out about having wasted someone's time. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, well – and in the end, I started feeling less anxious – the process that had made the, the feelings that had made me want to go mm. and do this in the first place started to dissipate because this whole yeah. process had taken so mm -hmm. long. But at the same time, I was just like, well, I can't decide. I mean, now I've just wasted someone's time. And that became a source of anxiety for me. It, it, it's, the more I listen to you, the, the more I'm thinking about the process I've been through mm. and the more angry it makes me feel because – of how bad mental service provision is in this country, especially for people who, no, you know that wasn't fair. I was going to say, especially for people who aren't undergoing like a full-on crisis, those people probably failed the most. Given that you know you hear about people who fear they're going to kill themselves and are turned away from care, mm. which is just unbelievable. Yeah. But um, in terms of like accessing therapy, even if you want to pay it yourself, it's it can be really hard to find someone who offers credible. Therapy services again. I'd very much recommend going to the Mind website because that is a really good resource mm -hmm. um, for mental health. But I don't think it should be a charitable sector provider that's, that's that's providing that information. I don't understand why mental health, yeah, why why we aren't having a discussion about mental health funding in this country right at the top of the NHS agenda. And mm. I think. You know, a lot, a lot of my problems and a lot of problems of other people I've spoken to around mental health is the taboo, is is actually letting yourself off the hook in terms of, oh, no, 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 I am actually ill. And it's only now since through a combination of of drugs, so I'm taking a new one called Mitzelplix, probably. Mitzelplix, okay. I, I, every time it begins with something, but I, I keep pronouncing it Mitzelplix in my head and I can't get offer that now they give it those they give drugs those names to to confuse you and and mm. to amp up the price it's probably just aspirin it, it's to um it's to to weed out the um the ignorant um council house kids that didn't take latin yeah that's what it's all about um do you think that's uh, latin yeah see <laughs> i'm ignorant um on on um the the yeah but the the the, the way they come about the names is by using sort of uh, latin it's, I, I bet they. I bet, I bet they. Combinations. I bet are they're different. derived from Latin. From that, anyway. Um, where was I? 
to be fair, our, langu- our language is <laughs> derived from Latin anyway, isn't it? So um, how wrong can I be? And uh, I'm surprised you're not um, speaking up with the Greeks a bit more. But yeah. I had a conversation with my colleague today that was kind of mm. cool. My uh, my colleague, Timos, who I sit next to, and mm. it ended up becoming a, a slightly bigger conversation. There's a social... There, at the end of it, was there plate smashing? No. You racist. <laughs> uh, there's a, a social network... Uh, that is like Twitter, but mm. you can only use three words. Some Fuck un- that shit. Some university's doing it, yeah. and he mentioned this, and he said, "I thought I thought you'd have been right, like well into that mm. because you, you like social media." And I was like, "No, it's pretentious bollocks." And he, I said, "What's it called?" And he said, "And it's called Nutter, and you're a Nutter, so I thought wow. you'd quite like it." Uh, I'm not going to do his accent. Mm. He speaks like he writes better English than most people, and he speaks really good English, but he is heavily accented. Mm. And we had this uh, really interesting uh, conversation about language because I said it's not called nutter, it's called natter. And he's like, that's the same thing. And I'm like, no, it isn't the same thing. Nutter and natter. And he said, that's what I said, nutter. And I'm like, no, they're not the same fucking thing. What about butter and batter? He's like, yeah, it's the same. And he genuinely can't hear a difference between those two. And he, and when he pronounces it, when he pronounces the two different words, you can hear a very, if you're listening, you can hear a very slight difference. Mm. But no, they're basically the same word to him. So we had this really interesting conversation about that. But there was a point, uh, there was a point around midway through the conversation before, um, my poetry must be a real minefield for him. Yeah, yeah minefield. Mm. Did you say minefield? There you go. Oh, was that deliberate? Did you blow a bubble out your nose on purpose when you asked me? Did that? I do that? You did. It's, oh, like, you've got, it's like you've got a load of hubba bubba up there. I just don't know what's going on in my body right now. Um, uh, yeah, he. It was uh, before our uh, before our colleague Sam jumped in and actually quite helpfully uh, su- suggested. Uh, like d- changes that might make it easier for him to get his head round because mm. her name's Sam and she was like, "Do you hear that as Sam?" And he was like, "Yeah." And it's like she said stuff about the pronunciation of "at" and "uh" that I just mm. wouldn't have um, considered. But up until that point, it was she, basically he should talk to Scarlett. She's doing phonics at the moment. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, that's the thing. And I, up until that point, I don't think we really got taught that. My mum, no. who, who I, we talked about this on the pod on a podcast before, mm. my mum, who can barely talk English, took mm. the piss out of me my entire childhood for not being able to pronounce the different f noises. Nice. Which is weird that she'd correct me on that when she barely mm. knows any English words. Um. So. Yeah, up until Sam got involved, it was basically the two of us, both Greek. He's a little bit younger than me, much better looking, in much better shape. He prides himself on the being in shape thing. We both got beards. I've met him. I don't think he's better looking. He's got, but we're both quite good looking. He's got tidy beard. (coughs) (coughs) That coffee and fit was totally unrelated. I'm sorry. He's got a tidy beard. Uh, I've got a, but so we're both quite hairy. Uh, both Greek. I'm getting steadily more not frustrated, not frustrated, but exasperated because I just can't understand how his ears. Are. So I was like going, "No, nutter, nutter," and he was like, "Yes, nutter." Yeah. And and I and and I, we were getting to the point before Sam intervened that I was like, "This is like the the weirdest, most homoerotic office-based version of My Fair Lady anyone's ever seen." It's amazing, isn't it, you Greeks. You always go back to the same thing, don't you? Homoerotic Audrey Hepburn films. No, just a homoerotic bit. 
Yeah, I mean, so yeah, there was all, there was also that point at which I we needed someone else to intervene because I realised and I I sensed it happening as it was happening. I was in this synaptic loop where I just basically kept saying nutter 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 nutter. <laughs> they don't sound the same. Nutter nutter. So anyway, I think we've nailed mental health. Yeah, it's awful. The worst part of it is the stigma. Is what I'm saying. So yeah, there's um, the it, it, getting over the guilt, getting over the shame. And ju- just dealing with how uncomfortable it makes other people are probably the the hardest parts of it. I mean, it's horrible to live with, but it would be much easier if we lived in a society that I think understood it a bit better. And if we had, um, if we didn't put many as many blockages in people's way um, in terms of um, accessing good quality care, I struck lucky. I've got a great GP. But um, had it not been for a great GP, I probably wouldn't be in counselling now. I'd probably still be as bad or if not worse. So you think that the stigma is the worst thing? I think the stigma... <laughs> no, obviously. Because no. I'd, I'd, I'd say the being awake at... Uh, uh, for me, being awake at... Uh, the very rare times it happens, being mm. awake at 2am... Wondering what my place in the world is, mm. feeling like I'm just a, 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 a. The funny thing is, when I feel bad, we have very different experience of this yeah. because it doesn't happen to me very often. But when I do feel really bad, I care about, I care about the impact I, and I know you do, mm. like, and this is a major part of yours. Um, I care about the impact it has on the people immediately closest to me. Mm-hmm. It's quite unusual for me because every time it's happened in the past, there haven't been any people close to me. Mm-hmm. But now there's Amy and Noah, and obviously there's there's the pod like the, uh, us doing the podcast together mm. and stuff like that. So I, I feel like there's something I, I owe I've got a responsibility for and stuff. Yeah. But normally when I get really bad, and I appreciate there's I've got a huge amount of privilege on this because it doesn't happen that often. But quite a lot recently, but but not that often usually. I don't really give a fuck what the rest of society thinks about me. It's actually quite freeing in that way because I'm like, I kind of wouldn't care if the whole lot of it. It it it's a very I don't know. I'm I'm glad you acknowledge a bit of privilege there because I think from from reading other people's accounts, I, I feel very um, like I'm, in a way I'm kind of jealous that you. That is an aspect of your personality mm. I'm genuinely jealous of because I care fucking far too much about what people think about me. I, and I, I often get quite jealous that this sounds stupid, but um, quite jealous of the comic book journalist Laura Snedden. Mm. I, I follow her on Twitter and she talks at great length on Twitter about her battles with mental health. And actually, much of what she says, I completely agree with. Mm. Actually, she she's a strong advocate of a of a mixture of therapy and drugs, mm-hmm. and and from my lived experience, yeah, a combination of therapy and drugs is perfect. The drugs are making it possible for me to live day day by day now, and actually, certainly since I changed, but the the therapy makes me more viable long term, and of hopefully helps me to a drug free future. Although, if I have to take medication for the rest of my life i happily do that if it makes me feel okay mm-hmm. um and so i guess i'm lucky because i don't feel stigmatized by the medication some people feel stigmatized by medication because again 
we're kind of conditioned by this society that um, mental health um, problems is a weakness and having to resort to drugs to do it is also a weakness because you should be able to pull yourself out of it or you know even even people within you know uh, in if there is such a thing as a community of people who have mental health you know there there are even people who have mental health issues who will sneer at drug therapies and i find mm. that i find that ludicrous because because with mental health if you want to support someone it's like well whatever works for you because every single one of us is different you know you, you and i both have mental health issues and we both deal with them in very different ways you yeah. know? and they affect our lives in different ways they affect our relationships in different ways it, it's so unique it's um really ultimately what i'm saying is if the, the whole world just agreed to be a little bit more empathetic for just a fucking mm. day or two then all of our lives would be um enriched and people with mental health would probably feel a lot better too i yeah no i absolutely agree with that i think i think um I think sneering is part of human nature. I don't think have being having a mental health problem stops someone being like or that. Or maybe human nature needs to get some therapy too. I think so. Hmm. Um, the I think that in that respect, aside from all of the other differences hmm. between us, I think um, the I agree that the world should be more empathetic. Hmm. But I'm I've always been way more pissy mm. about that fact than you are mm. you would i know you're angry about where, it where we're, but where, like, we're, where we're different is you hate the world much more than you hate yourself whereas i hate myself much more than i hate the world no i hate us equally <clears throat> no not you i mean you're pretty much one oh, of the no. only people i don't hate i hate myself way more than i hate the world and i don't like the world very much i i used to hate myself more than i hated the world mm. Um, and and thought that uh, and the prevailing thought was mm. that I was worse than everyone else and then I got a real sense over an extended period of time mm. mainly spent on my own in, in, in rooms um, uh, that I sort of realised that everyone's f ev everyone's a fucking mess mm. so it's sort of a which isn't it isn't a particularly unique or, or groundbreaking. Well, you're lucky because I've needed therapy to come to that conclusion. Well, I've got other things that I could probably yeah. sort out, but it's uh, I do we we talked I think we talked about this a little bit, and I could uh, I could that I could definitely be a better person. Mm. But I agree with that. But a lot a lot of a lot of the day to day things that I get very anxious or stressed out about that people n note as things I could maybe emotionally handle better, that I practically handle okay, but emotionally handle better mm. things like social issues, like social situations or, or problems at work or whatever. Um, when you break down what they are, what's happened, I, I was talking to someone recently and they told me that, uh, and I said, maybe my problem is that I have a persecution complex. And they said, yeah, ma maybe. That's maybe my biggest mental health problem. But normally the problems, the problems I have trouble with on a day-to-day -day basis, and this is where I've resisted, I think, going and getting proper counselling or anything like that, is there's an extent at which I don't, I think there are fucked up things that we are having to deal with all the time. And I actually think it's less healthy that the people around me aren't screaming at the unfairness of it all the time. Like, um, 
I just uh, just wanted to point out this. Uh, uh, I've got a bag here. The listener might be able to hear this just to distract. It's um, it, it's a bag of dog treats. I took took the dogs out for a walk a few days ago. Uh, put these in my jacket pocket. I've basically been carrying them around since. I've oh, totally forgotten I'll, to take I'll, them out. I'll see your um, dog treats, and I'll just delve into my back pocket and poo bags. Poo bags, but always. Not- permanent fixture in my back pocket one of my mm. colleagues who sits opposite me who has a dog mm. when i pulled this bag out their first instinct was is that a bag of <laughs> yeah because it's in the nappy bag which I'd, i'll be honest with you my poo bags are old repurposed nappy bags that we didn't use after scarlet finished with nappies yeah yeah no that's i mean that's basically mm. they're cheap so. so three years later we're still using unused um a uh, couple of things uh bef- while i was waiting to meet you There was a man, a young man, teenager, student here, Mm -hmm. was crossing the road. He was completely in the wrong. There was a car coming uh, across the road, saw the car was coming, just Mm. didn't look at it, like looked at it, just kept walking at the same pace. I've noticed that happening more and more is people don't, there's like a frigging, it's like a bravado thing, isn't it? It's like, no, I'm I'm, Mm. I'm too, I'm too, get out of the fucking way. If I'm crossing the road and I realise I've made a mistake, I scuttle out the way and put my hand up. I mean, the uh, and I was looking at him, and I kind of, I was a little bit worried because I, uh, he kind of obviously saw me and mm. saw that I'd seen him, mm. and I just kind of laughed. I didn't laugh out loud, but mm. I was like, <laughs> and I think it was probably obvious that it, it wasn't the driver that I was laughing at, because it's like I think mm. I think the impression they have is that it looks that it shows that they don't care. Yeah. But I've never looked at someone doing that and thought anything but, you're a bit pathetic, yeah. really. That's a bit pathetic. You, you just, they just look arrogant. Oh, so gosh. if you're crossing the road, just be aware of other road users. No, if you're out in the world, just be aware of the other, other humans people, who are trying to live, live their lives as well. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Your life isn't more important than everyone else's. So, um, and you mentioned that Scarlett was sick. Is she be- better or was that yesterday, today? Uh, she, she was still ill today uh, and her guinea pig died on Friday night. Oh, One of yeah. them. Billy's dead. That was nice. Can we talk about that next week? Yeah, I just I just taken a, one of my tablets that makes me wonky as well. So that was a lot of fun. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. That's kind of why I don't like yeah. having pets very much in a lot of ways. But um, it was a good, you know, same same as the turtle. I I had my last morning. It's a good test. Did yeah. you t- did you talk to the therapist about it quite a lot? I said um, I fucked a guinea pig <laughs> after it died. That's normal, right? <laughs> Everyone else does that. I was watching Questions Time the other day, and I reckon they all fuck dead guinea pigs. <laughs> I think it, you're probably right yeah. with Question Time. Um, the, the, uh, the I had my last morning with Noah yesterday. Uh, not my last morning with Noah. I've been taking Monday mornings off to sort out, um, to, to spend with Noah because childcare yeah. was proving difficult. Yeah, so because my wife selfishly went back to work. Oh, she's such an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've loved it. I've actually loved yeah. it. And Amy's about to go off uh, off on maternity leave again. So I had my last morning with him yesterday morning. And it was nice because he had a nice long lion. He'd woken mm. up a couple of times in the night. So he had a nice long lion. Because lions are usually quite compact, aren't they? Yeah, but he had a nice long one. Yeah. And uh, and But I went in uh, to see him uh, when he did wake up. And he looked so happy. And he just, at some point in the night, had puked everywhere. Wow. And was just like, and I had to like clean it off him and awesome so do you, do you feel like that's happened to me before and you, you sort of think so jesus christ it was 
Oh, it, there was a potential John Bonham going on here. You know what I mean? It was, we, I mean, yeah, it, it freaks me out. It, it worries me. Like I was talking to Nicola about it the other day. Like um, <clears throat> I taught myself really early on when I started drinking um, alcohol, which I don't anymore. Um, but I started drinking alcohol, and I taught myself really early on when I was too drunk, I would go to sleep in the recovery position because I was so paranoid of um, Joplining or um, the. Um, Bloke from the Dawsing, what's his name? Lizard Pants. You, yeah, Lizard Pants. That's his name. Mm. Uh, Jim Morrison's. The um, the uh, his big mistake was not was not getting into the um, home delivery service at the same time as Asda. So you were sick. You were drunk enough that you were worried you'd be sick, but you were sober enough to remember to lie in a particular position. Yeah, basically, I just I'd lie in a, a, a an approximation of the recovery position. God, if I'm drunk enough that I'm going to be sick, I'm also drunk enough that I'm going to fall asleep in a hedge. That's that's how my. Although strictly speaking, I suppose if you're asleep standing up in a hedge, you're also safe. But I, so, I, do you know I call bullshit on people not being able to remember stuff when they're drunk? Because I mean, I I have had nights so I've drunk a whole bottle of what was it a. Um, two, two, no, yeah, me and, a, me and a friend, two little bottle of Blue Label Smirnoff, uh-huh. um, as well oh, as a few beers. Okay. Most pissed, I have a slight memory blank from walking home that night, but it was 25 and years ago. And it's boring. Yeah. Yeah. Walking home, yeah. you're on autopilot but, for a but little bit. I, I used to get really hammered when I was younger. Never once had a night where the next morning, oh, can't remember a thing. Rubbish. No, I've, I've never had that. Yeah. I've, I've never ever had and that. I always, and, and I, I always had the presence of mind. To fall asleep in a recovery position. Well, see, that that's different for me because mm. I, I, there's, there's never been a point where I've forgotten stuff. Yeah. But if I'm drunk enough that I'm probably gonna, maybe I've just got a strong well, even stomach. If I fall asleep on the, like, if I on the floor, it would be in a recovery position. So anyway, and I draw a chalk outline. The, re- the reason, the reason I brought it up was I thought we should end on a parenting tip, and my parenting tip is that you might f- you might feel like what you should do is be a good parent and and check on your child regularly mm. in case they're sick and stuff but especially if they've eaten pasta mm. the night before if you if you leave it uh, if you leave it long enough that the sick gets cold mm. peel most of it off nice which um which you know it could it was horrible but it could have been mm. way more horrible what you want to do is um Get some modelling, like modelling clear spray. Yeah, because that uh, if you mix it in with the food, that really will just peel off spray. like rubber. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe yeah. we should do that. Yeah. Um, so that, that's your parenting tip. I, I figured we should bring it around to parenting mm. a little bit. Um, you can talk to James and I on Twitter. I'm Nick Site, and I'm James M O M B. And I've been more Twittery recently. So yeah, you have. I've liked I was. It. Uh, we we played uh, Monopoly, uh, My Little Pony Monopoly. You're literally going to talk through your whole. Yeah. Twitter timeline is that what you're going to do now I'm no. trying to wind us down I know you are but you know I just wanted to say I, and she kicked my ass yes she and I, she I wasn't even trying to let her win she just beat me I got fucking oh. uh, there, there's a, there's a, that there's was a, gold keep that in <laughs> there's, a, there's a Twitter account for the podcast as well it's 2GM pod I don't know you won't let me play with it uh, so there's that um, there's also an email address that you can email us at. We, I actually answered a couple. They were from December. Uh, who's, who's December? I don't, we, someone we met. From with? one of our listeners. Oh, uh, sorry, and, listener. uh, uh, I think that's 2gempodcast at gmail.com. It is. I've kind of checked out that as well, only because I, was, I, I get really paranoid. Everyone understands, James. Thank you. Uh, they listen to the podcast. They right, know. Okay. 
just uh, to clarify, we have been sketchy as fuck recently. That has mainly been because of stuff that's been going on with me. Uh, I think we still enjoy this. I feel I feel like we need to tell people when I, we've missed a week. I, I love it. No, and yeah. to be fair, I've bailed much more more new. Um, and it's not all about you, James. Stay stay tuned uh, in a couple of weeks for our diabetes special. Oh yeah, we'll get you'll get your test. I say we we'll get your test results back. My my doctor's pretty certain after my last blood test, I've got diabetes, but I'm um. I, I should receive confirmation of that on the twenty third. Can't imagine how I got diabetes with all my overeating. Uh, your ovaries, yeah. Thing. I uh, the I uh, I think our wordplay was better earlier in the podcast. I sent out. I'm diabetic, uh, mate. I'm knackered and thirsty. I sent out the first mailing list uh, the mail out uh, in ages and ages Personally, last week yeah. when we didn't have um, uh, one. It might have been a bit long. Uh, we do have a mailing list. You can get onto it by going to, uh, I think it's tinyletter.com forward slash 2GM. There'll be a link on the site, which is twogrownmen.net, mm. where you can listen to all of our previous episodes. Um, there are always full show notes. I've been doing something a bit new with the show notes recently. I'd like to know what people think. Uh, uh, the Those of you who are getting the mailing list, I, I mean... You didn't really sign up for what you got last week. So if you do want to stop, if you do want to unsubscribe, uh, I think we'll understand. I only read the stuff about me, so otherwise it was um, TLDR. You probably had to get through a few thousand words to get to those bits. I skimmed. Yeah, yeah, I figure that's the smart thing to do. Uh, But, you know, if that's the sort of thing you're into, if you like seeing someone who isn't uh, in counselling, but probably should be get it all out in an email <laughs> semi-regularly. <laughs> then uh, go subscribe to the the mailing list. And maybe you and I should go to therapy together and take a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be right. Shall we go? Better. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>